This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Elspa. Even if they don't offer the Roth 401k, don't make that an excuse not to save money in there, right? Because you want to take advantage of any kind of match at all. It's, it's free money, it's 100%. So we want free money first. And your retirement cheerleader, Danielle Elspa. Yeah, the best, um, I think, statement we ever heard was you move from forever tax to never tax. Together, they form your retirement offensive line from innovative financial solutions. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Elspa. Good morning, Southeast Missouri, and wherever you may be listening and wherever you are this morning. I hope you're having a great Saturday morning. Uh, actually, it's probably just started, 7 a.m., mm-hmm. yeah. um, and you're listening to The Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. We are the retirement people. Brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions right here in Cape Girardeau. So, how are you doing, Danielle? Good. How are you? I am fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm over this pink eye stuff <laughs> and all these allergies. Yeah, I mean, I, know. I went to Walgreens to get some Claritin the other mm-hmm, day, mm-hmm. and the lady goes, um, yeah, you're not the first person buying this stuff lately. Apparently, there must be, you know, hay fever and pollen like crazy. And Everybody like says it. I mean, I know they say it every year it gets worse, but I feel like it does every year. I feel like, at least for our family, it gets worse. But you know what? It's better than the alternative. We're here. That's right. We're bringing this show to people to give them some education about their finances and their retirement planning. Sounds That's good. what we're all about. That's why we're here every Saturday morning. At 7 a.m. That's right. Life's good. Life is good. All it's right. better than the alternative. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so last week we did a big hodgepodge of retirement talk, and it was basically me saying, I want to talk about this. Yeah. And we just talked about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that was a good format. Yeah. You know, I think it a was lot of nice. times we're kind of structured and we kind of, you know, let's follow along and these kinds of Certain things. Certain topics. Certain yeah. Certain topics. And that's a good thing. You know, structure is always a good thing. But sometimes it's good just to let go mm-hmm. and, and, and just, you know, freehanded, if you will. So I'm excited about this week because we're going to do it again. This is Hodgepodge Radio Show Take Two. Hodgepodge <laughs> Radio Show Take Two. Got but it. But before we get into any of these topics, let's talk to them about the Retirement Income Toolkit. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So just as a reminder, if this is your first time tuning in to listen to us, hopefully it's not. We've been on the air since March. Isn't that crazy? So um, you can get our free uh, complimentary Retirement Income Toolkit from our website. It's at theinnovativeteam.com theinnovativeteam.com. There's four articles in there that really kind of kickstart your retirement planning. There's information on the Generational Vault, which is a product that we offer to our clients, which is really a virtual safety deposit box. We talk a lot about that. It's a great tool. There's information on tax planning, how to you know incorporate that into your retirement. Uh, there's information on Social Security, which is huge. We talk about Social Security a lot in this show. So just check it out, download it. It's complimentary. Just go to our website and you'll see our picture and click on find out more and you can get those articles. We've had a lot of good feedback from it. You know, it's really cool that we, you know, we're bringing this show every week, no cost, obviously, to anyone. And what's great is we take it a step further and say, hey, we're going to give you some information Mm -hmm. that's outside of this show that you can actually look at and print off and touch and feel and say, hey, I'm going to use this in my life and it's going to help me get to my retirement goals. That's exactly right. That's what it's all about. Yep. And if you have questions, um, we you can email us at theretirementplaybook at gmail.com, theretirementplaybook at, re, at gmail.com, or you can call us too, 573-332-7855. Yeah, there you go. So, and you know, uh, it's not just about the Retirement Income Toolkit, which by the way, we've had several, several mm-hmm. people download that Income Toolkit, and hopefully those people are using it and helping it in their lives. Um, and you can e- even take that a step further and give us give us a call, right? Mm-hmm. If you have any questions about it, we're very very busy, uh, but we we pride ourselves on being accessible. Yes, and um, especially through email, that's actually one of the best ways to do that. And you can do that with this show here. It's the Retirement Playbook at gmail.com. The Retirement Playbook at gmail.com. Shoot us an email about any topics you want to hear about, any questions you may have. Uh, or give us any feedback about the show. You know, hey, you know, you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. You know, mm-hmm. or or hey, you you you're not good at this or whatever. You know, just give us a, shoot us an email. Give us your feedback. We got broad shoulders, mm-hmm. or I do, mm-hmm. right? So we can <laughs> we can make this work. We can yeah. make it happen. So um, okay, so this week we're gonna talk about different topics about retirement. And so 
If you're listening to the show and you think, oh, well, this doesn't apply to me, just stay tuned because we're going to talk about several different retirement planning topics today. Um, but we are going to start with something that I get a lot of questions about. So a lot of this, uh, the topics that I'm bringing to you this week are going to be related to questions that I've received a lot about. Okay, so the topic. And the and so the first topic is something that um, if you have an IRA, which most people do, and that's still the foundation, the main tool to save for retirement, right? Uh, the foundation is obviously Social Security and the Social Security income, but um, the, the foundation outside of that um, when it comes to saving for your own retirement, which is always a good thing, right? We don't want to rely on uh, Social Security alone. I mean, the average benefit being about $1,500 a month, uh, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough to live off of. And so having an IRA is a great way to, to save for retirement and help you out with some taxes. And we've, last week we discussed the differences between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA and, and why I think a lot of times a Roth IRA fits a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big proponent of the, of the Roth IRA. So, uh, but if you have a traditional IRA and you've saved money in that and you're using that to supplement your income in retirement uh, at age 70 and a half. Now, don't, I have no idea where they got these <laughs> Where the half came. What, what's up with the halves? Half. Like you can't touch your your IRA until you're 59 and, and a half. half. Yeah, I don't know. I don't well, know. Uh, I don't just want to make sure you're really over the hump of 59 or over yeah, the hump and 59 is not even over the hump. 60 is over the hump. <laughs> I don't know. You know I don't Who care. Knows? Whatever. Who knows? So that's the rules. 59 and a half is when you can touch your money in, re, uh, in an IRA or a qualified plan without the 10% federal tax penalty. Now, you're still going to pay taxes on the money that you withdraw from your IRA, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you, you, you've deferred taxes. you got a tax break for putting it in. Um, and so now, at age 70 and a half, the government, yeah, so there we go again. There's the half, There's 70 the half. and a half. Okay, so let's say you've, you've, you have this money in an IRA, but you also have some non-qualified money that you've saved for retirement. In other words, just in brokerage accounts and what have you. And you're using that to supplement your income because um, <clears throat> you don't want to pay more in taxes. Then um, at age 70 and a half, the government says, okay, you've deferred long enough. Now you have to take out money out of your IRA. It's mm-hmm. called a required minimum distribution. Okay, so at seventy and a half, the government says you have to take money out. Now, a lot of people say, "Well, yeah, but that's not really a problem for me because I'm already taking money out." Well, maybe you're not taking enough out. You know, maybe the government's making you take more than what you're actually taking out. Mm. Okay, so it's important to understand how this is going to affect you and in, in, in how much you're taking out and your tax situation because the more you have to take out. The more you pay in taxes and the more your Social Security might be taxed. So there's a lot of different ramifications here and, and consequences here that you need to look at. All I hear is taxes, taxes, taxes. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a big part of retirement. Yeah, it is. And it's you part know. of your planning. I know I've mentioned this before, but you know, if your financial advisor or retirement planner is not helping you with taxes, taxes are a huge part of your retirement plan. So make sure you're looking into that. Right. So... Um, Required minimum distributions. Here we go. So here's kind of the 101 basics of required minimum distributions. So uh, again, at age 70 and a half, you have to start taking money out. Um, a lot of people say, well, yeah, it's about three or 4%. And that's vague, but it's kind of true. Um, so what happens is, is they say, okay, at 70 and a half, you have to take out money. So what they're going to do is, is they're going to add up all of your IRA balances. Okay. So if you have 401k still, IRAs, if it's qualified money, okay, and you're done working, so in other words, you're retired, okay, because um, there's separate rules for people that are still working at age 70 and a half, but if you're still, if you're retired and you have money in a 401k or an IRAs, all of your traditional um, qualified plans, you basically add all of the balances up and divide by 27.4, mm. okay, so it's not a percentage, it's actually a number that, you, it's an advisor that you use. So, um, you know, and it doesn't matter if it comes out of one account, two accounts, or maybe you have four or five different IRAs. Does not matter. It doesn't have to come out of each one. So a lot of times we'll set that up and kind of do some planning to say, okay, we're going to let this one grow. We're going to take distributions from this one. And as people have heard before me talk, sequence of returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so, it's a big conversation, so if you have yeah. all of your money in growth assets and you're taking it all out of each account, okay, fine. But if you set it up to where you're taking these distributions from money that can't go down in value, and the whole benefit there is what? 
Okay. Well, if you have it all in growth assets and you're taking money out and the market goes down, those shares don't have a chance to rebound, right? right. Because they, you have to take them out. Yeah. doesn't come back. Right. Now, you could reinvest some of that mm -hmm. in a non-qualified account, um, but it's the after-tax amount. Okay. Um, now, <clears throat> so getting back to required minimum distributions. 27.4. Where did they get that number? I have no idea. <laughs> Another okay. crazy number out of the air. Right. But it does go down by 0.9. Okay. So basically it goes down one. You know, so 27.4 and then 26.5, 25.7. So you, you understand it goes mm -hmm. down by 0.9 each year. And the purpose behind that is the government, again, wants you to take out more and more each year. Okay, because the older you get, the longer you've deferred. They say, "Hey, we want to take, we want to eventually get all that money out, right, and get right. our tax dollars, get taxes." Right. Yep, exactly. So it goes down by 0.9 each year. Okay. Um, now, also, when you're thinking about required minimum distributions, uh, you, you have to pay taxes on that money. Now, let's say you're a person that doesn't need the money. Okay, let's say you've 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 gone along, you've saved all this money, you've got other sources of income, maybe you've got a pension. And everything is, is fine and dandy. And you're charitably inclined. They have this thing called a QCD, charitable, uh, Qualified Charitable Distribution. So basically what... QCD? QCD. Okay. So basically what that does then, it says, okay, you have these required minimum distributions. You take that dollar amount out and it goes straight to the charity. So oh, it never okay. touches your hand. Okay. Okay. The, the, the benefit to doing that is... Is taxes? Is taxes. You don't pay taxes on <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And Bro they may say, well, Brock, why can't I just take a distribution out and then mm -hmm. make a contribution to a charity? Well, here's one of the reasons why. You may not be able to itemize that deduction because the standard deduction is so high now mm. with the new tax law. Yep. $24,000 for a married couple. So you may not be itemizing and therefore that charitable distribution is doing you no good. Or excuse me, charitable contribution is doing you no good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because you're taking the standard deduction. But if so, you do this... Yeah, but if yeah. you do this, it okay. goes straight to charity, boom, bang. You know, Got you're it. done. You don't owe any taxes on it. And if you're giving money to charity with your non-qualified dollars anyway, well, this makes more sense, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. especially now with the, again, the new tax law being uh, 24000 or causing the uh, standard deduction to go to 24000 for a married couple. So hmm. another good option. Yeah, some yeah. little planning tips there on that. But the requirement of distribution, again, is from your traditional qualified plans and why I say that is because with a Roth IRA, once again, another benefit, you do not have to take out required minimum distributions out of a Roth. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you can defer that money as long as you want. Now, so different the 70 story, and a half doesn't matter. The 70 and a half does not matter <laughs> yep. if you have a Roth IRA. Okay. So there's lots of planning that can go behind um, and help out with required minimum distributions. But the fact is they're there. You have to take this money out. And uh, there's your one-on-one when yeah. it comes to required minimum distributions. Great. If you've got That's any good. questions about that, by the way, give us a call. Shoot us an email. It's the retirement playbook at gmail.com or give us a call at 332-7855. And uh, we'll be glad to talk you through some of this mm -hmm. stuff. So, But Sounds that's good. it for this segment. Stay tuned for the next segment, and I'm not even going to give you a teaser. Ooh. You just have to listen in to the, the next Because it's the HodgePodge show. Because it's the HodgePodge <laughs> show. You're listening to the retirement playbook with Brock and Danielle. When it comes to your retirement, do you have an investment manager or do you have a retirement planner? Most people have an investment manager, which is okay for managing your assets, but you need help planning your retirement. You need a professional on your side that understands how Social Security benefits work, how your expenses, how your income, how they all relate together. Give us a call here at Innovative Financial Solutions. Give us a call at 332-7855 or look us up on the web at theinnovativeteam.com. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. There it is. Danielle <laughs> bringing it to the people. Okay. I was ready. So last segment, we talked about requirement and minimum distributions a lot, you know, as far as how they affect people, you know, again, as a recap, if you have traditional assets, uh, traditional qualified assets, which is traditional IRA, SEP IRA, simple IRAs, you know, your, your 401ks and those kinds of things. <clears throat> At 70 and a half, the government says you have to start taking money out. And again, you know, there's some planning to be done potentially uh, to help you with your tax situation. 
uh, when it comes to that. And some people are saying, well, you know, again, I need this money to live off of anyway. I'm taking more than the required minimum distribution. And that's fine. Just, mm-hmm. you know, that's what it was intended for. It's why you save the money, go spend it, and uh, move on down the road. And that's great. But this is some of the things that I want you to think about. Uh, and, and actually, now I'm going to get into uh, looking at some things with Ed Slot's Retirement Decisions Guide. Um, which I believe you can request at the irahelp.org, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, irahelp.com, excuse me. And uh, you can uh, get some of this information as well. So um, I uh, I said I was going to stop talking about the requirement of distributions, <laughs> but now... But you're too excited about I, it? <laughs> I'm too excited about it. I got to keep going here. Yeah. So um, the one thing that he points out in the book is time your RMDs correctly. I did want to mention this. Uh, so in the year that you turn 70 and a half is the, is the technically the year that you have to start taking out of your IRA. So the government says you've deferred long enough. Now at age 70 and a half, the government says you have to start taking out uh, a certain uh, portion of your assets. And again, it starts out at 27.4 in your first year, 70 and a half, and then it goes down by 0.9 each year. Um, but an important note here is that technically the deadline is for, is April 1st, of the year after you reach 70 and a half. So that's the technical down, uh, deadline. So it's not the actual year that you turn 70 and a half. Now, just a quick note on that. If you do that, if you say, okay, this year I'm going to be 70 and a half, and you say, I want to defer until next year and not take until April 1st, mm-hmm. then uh, you would have to take two in that following year. So oh, okay. you got to be, it's you, you, it, you got to be very careful about doing that. Now, what, would cause you to do that. Well, let's say you're still working in this particular year. And I had this situation, by the way, in the particular year, I had a client who was still working and because he wanted to, not because he had to. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Um, And so he was, he had worked half of the year and his taxable income with these distributions were going to be really pretty high. So what we said is, okay, well, let's defer until next year. Because uh, you're even if you had to take two distributions next year, it still won't be near the tax uh, mm. amount that you would have to take uh, if you took one in addition to your uh, employment income. So okay, was he planning that, to stop working? That was that is the... some... yes, 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 okay, yes, yeah, yes, yes. So, exactly. Sorry, I didn't clarify that. So yes, he was planning on stop working and and retiring officially. So it made sense to defer. Yeah, it made sense Got to it. defer. But a lot of times, okay, just take your distribution out mm-hmm. in the year that you actually turn seventy and a half. Now. You have to take that distribution out by the end of the year. So December 31st, you have to take it out by the end of the year. Okay. If you do not take your distribution, it's a 50% penalty of whatever you were supposed to take out. So let's say you're supposed to take out $10,000. There's a federal tax penalty for not doing it of $5,000. Yikes. Yeah. So make sure you do that. Um, okay. And, and then, so one other thing that I forgot about from last segment that I wanted to hit on is that they calculate, okay, so we all know that it's 27.4 in your first year. Mm-hmm. We do now. We do now. <laughs> so you take your balances, all of your IRA balances, say it's a hundred thousand dollars, you divide by 27.4 and that's how much you would have to take out in that year. Okay. And it's based off the dollar amount is actually based off of your account balance of the prior year at 1231. So if you're turned 70 and a half this year and you say, yeah, Brock, that sounds like a good idea. I'm going to go ahead and take it this year instead of deferring next year because I'd have to take out two next year. It's based off of the balance of whatever your balance was on 1231 of 2017. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. So uh, based on your balance, 1231.17, you take it out this year. You better take it out by December 31st of this year. 2018. So you have, so you have a year, it's a year's difference. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And a lot of times, you know, like my clients, they, they'll just take it out, you know, November, you know, just to be safe that they don't come up against any deadlines or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't get too close to, (laughs) to the end. (laughs) And a year is always crazy anyway. You know, one of the things his book, Ed Slot's book points out though, um, on page 75 is be leery of illiquid assets. You know, a lot of, uh, well, it's like any business. It's, (laughs) Things come along that, oh, this is the sexiest and greatest thing since sliced bread type of an investment. And one of the things that the IRS has uh, loosened up on is being able to use your IRA to do things that you wouldn't normally do, like buy real estate, Mm. um, 
You can even buy businesses. You, there's there's custodians out there that will help you do that. It's very expensive to do okay. from a cost standpoint. But if it's a you know something that uh, makes sense and you can do that and you have the wherewithal financially to do mm-hmm. it. And what I mean by that is what if you lost all of your IRA? Right. Because you decided to use it as a business venture, you know, could you lose it? And the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. But here's the other issue when it comes as it relates to required minimum distributions. You know, businesses like that, a lot of times, especially newer, are illiquid. Okay. And so if you have to take out of your required for a required minimum distribution, you might be stuck. Mm-hmm. How are you going to get money out of something that's illiquid? Right. And so, therefore, you're going to be under a penalty, and there's a lot of things that can happen. So, if you're going to do those kinds of investments, I'm not saying don't. I'm just saying be careful. Make sure you have other IRA monies mm-hmm. that you can draw out of to satisfy your requirements. Well, distribution. exactly. And be aware of everything that the risks are, right, with doing that. So, I think just, you know, <laughs> being very knowledgeable. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Sounds good. So, um, another one, again, it's this 107 says, take your RMD or else. Okay, the R in RMD stands for required. And they show an example up here. You know, a lot of times we use talking percentages and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just good, actually, because it says here, it gives an example. Suppose Betty has an initial $3,650 required minimum distribution. If she takes only $3,000 from her IRA at the deadline, Betty will be $650 short of what she has to take out. And therefore, she'll owe a $325 penalty for not taking out that additional $650. Again, the penalty is 50%. Okay. The reason I bring that one up is because my next point, which is let your custodian doing the counting. So let's say you have a custodian that's, that your advisor uses or that you use. Um, the, the, the point here, it comes back to you, mm-hmm. the owner of the IRA. You can't blame that missed RMD or in Betty's case, she makes $650. So she took out an RMD, but not enough. It's not anyone's fault, but your own. Mm-hmm. You now, own it. It's yours. That's right. You own it. It's yours. You have to take responsibility for that. But I will say this. If if you are working with an advisor and that doesn't work out, that's that's bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It should be uh, part of your conversation. It should be a part of the conversation. Yeah. Okay. And it should be a part of the plan. Mm-hmm. And that advisor should be doing that and helping you do that. Um, and so... Uh, letting your custodian do the counting and making sure that you're taking out enough is is not always the best thing. You know, sit down, do it yourself, the math, or sit down with your advisor if you work with one and work this whole thing out. Okay. Again, another advantage, in my mm-hmm. opinion, of using and having a good qualified that knows retirement planning advisor. Correct. Correct. Yep. So that knows, that knows all the pieces. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, because. People say, well, I don't want to work with an advisor because I don't want to pay fees. Well, great. You just paid a 50% penalty because you didn't take out enough mm-hmm. RMD. If you were to work with an advisor, you wouldn't have that. So, well, there's a reason why you pay for expertise. That's right. You know, we do that in all areas of, you that's know, right. our life. Okay. I'm done with that one now. <laughs> you feel better? I feel better. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Oh, here we go. This is a good one. Don't take your spouse's RMD. Okay. Mm. Among married couples, both spouses have their own IRAs. I get that a lot. You know, jointly owned IRA. What? No, there's no such thing. Individual. Retirement (laughs) account. Yes. Thus, when both spouses are older than, excuse me, 70 and a half, they will both have required minimum distributions. Such couples should avoid a common error taking all of the RMDs from one spouse's IRA or IRAs. Okay. Separate it out. Her stuff, his stuff. Now, again, I don't always recommend that, but when it comes to calculating and taking your required minimum distributions, absolutely mm. recommend that. It's a must. Stay separate in that situation. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Uh, here's another quick one. This is getting a little advanced, but that's good, right? Uh, IRA beneficiaries, okay, IRA beneficiaries have required minimum distributions too. Okay, so let's mm. say I die our kids inherit the money. Let's say we both die in a car accident or something. Our kids inherit Ugh. the money. Okay. Require, I know that. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was like, I know. Anyway, it's like kind of morbid. Talk Don't. It in general terms. <laughs> something happens to us. We're yes. gone. Okay. 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 Uh, our kids on our qualified assets with the IRAs have to take out minimum distributions. Okay. So any IRA beneficiary can withdraw all of the money from the account and pay any resulting income taxes. So that's one thing. 
Okay. So that satisfies the requirement of yeah, the just as long as they get their, their right. taxes. Yeah. All right. Um, or they can stretch it over their lifetime and take the required lifetime payments. Okay. And and how those are calculated determines on how old the person was when they died that okay. owned it originally. All right. A surviving spouse is, who is an IRA beneficiary can roll the IRA into his or her name. From there, RMD rules apply as they applied to the IRA owner. Oh, well, yeah. You're just adding it to yours, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah. Starting yeah. at age 70 and a half. Yep. Now, the, here's the kicker. All non-spouse IRA beneficiaries not covered in the two points mentioned above, which we, we already covered that, uh, are subject to required minimum distribution rules, even Roth IRAs. So the big mm. advantage on Roth IRAs, you don't have to take it out yep. you know, when you reach 70 and a half. Right. Your spouse doesn't either because she's going to assume or he's going to assume it as their own, so they don't have to take it out. But a non-spousal beneficiary does have to take required minimum distributions, even from a Roth IRA. Hmm. It's just that those distributions then are tax-free. Now, again, this is all scrapped if they just take it all out. Right, right. All yeah. I'm saying is this if, is they, if they, they leave it. If they leave it. And, and, and do the multi-generational or stretch IRA concept, they have required minimum distribution rules. Is that still at 70 and a half? Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no right no. away. Right away. Right away. Oh, got it. Okay. They have to take required minimum distribution. Right away. Right away. Got it. If they want to stretch it over their lifetime. That's what's called stretch because mm-hmm. they stretch those payments out over their lifetime and it's a small amount because mm-hmm. they're way young, right? Right. They're not right. 70 and a half. They're younger. So that 27.4 doesn't apply. It's actually... Much, much, much higher. Oh, okay. 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 I'm learning so much today. Exactly. So if your divisor is higher, that means you got to take out less money. Right. 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 That's the net result. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of things to consider when it comes to required minimum distributions. We have a report called the IRA Legacy Report mm-hmm. that we provide. And it basically lays all this out and says, here's your choices. This is what you could do. Okay. Now, one of the things I'll note here is that you can control this quote unquote quote from the grave which means that you can as a ira owner determine how this all happens mm-hmm. okay so it's called a restricted beneficiary designation form and they you can control you can say hey i want my kids to take it over their lifetime okay they're not gonna be eligible to take it all out at once now a non-spousal beneficiaries if you so the third option for a non-spouse is to take it over a five-year period maximum so what are the three options for a non-spousal beneficiary of an IRA? Number one, take the whole balance out. Number two, stretch it over their lifetime. Take required minimum distributions right away based on their life expectancy. Number three is take it out of maximum of five years. Got it. But if you're, I'm the IRA owner, I can make that choice. Yes, if you wanted to. If I wanted to. If you wanted to. Yeah. If you said, hey, I want to control how right. Johnny gets paid because that dude don't know how to save money <laughs> and he's really a spendthrift. Then you can control. Yeah, which happens with quite a few inheritance. And right? it doesn't so. have to be the same for each kid. Yeah, got it. Okay. So yeah, that's cool. Okay. That was a lot. That was a lot. Whew. That was a lot. Yeah. Okay. So time hopefully, for a break. <laughs> <laughs> it is time for a break. So uh, stay tuned for the next segment. We're going to talk more about some retirement planning tips here when it comes to IRAs. It's all next on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. In today's volatile environment, making sure your assets are properly aligned with your financial goals has never been more important. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we use this simple 11-question survey to help you gain insight into your financial profile. Armed with your score, we can help you make decisions about your asset allocation in retirement. To learn more about this valuable self-assessment, visit mycolorofmoney.org to get your score or give us a call today at 573-332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. All right. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook on this fine Saturday morning. We're here every Saturday right here on KZIM. You can also download the app and listen to our show from anywhere in the world. Anywhere you want to be. As long as you have an internet connection. Go to your app store, KZIM, KSIM. It's red, or excuse me, it's black and yellow. Hello. Hello. And um, download that app. You can listen to the show anytime. Or you can go to our website and listen to past shows anytime as well. It's theinnovativeteam.com. Okay. Um, you know, I had a friend tell me that she downloaded several of our shows and listened to them while she was on the beach on vacation. Hey, hey buddy. I thought, hey, that's pretty impressive because, you know, while you're on the beach, you're learning about retirement. Who was that? 
I don't want to say the name on air. Oh, okay. All right. Just well, in case. thank you, friend. I know. Thank you, friend. Jeez. <laughs> I'll tell you after, you know, I don't know if she'd want to be called out, but. Okay. So we've been doing a hodgepodge the last couple of weeks on this show. And, and, um, you know, I, I like the, 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 the freehandness, mm-hmm. if you will, of, of doing this and being able to just go anywhere. Well, you like to be able to talk about whatever you want. Exactly. <laughs> and hopefully the, the, the audience has gotten some information that they can use in their lives. Uh, today, we've been mainly hitting on required minimum distributions here with your IRAs. Um, it's a very important topic. There's a lot of ins and outs. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of planning that can be done. Uh, again, we offer a report called the IRA Legacy Report, which basically takes that situation for that client and says, here are the options and here are the ramifications from a tax standpoint. Do what you want, but here's the information. And we know information is power. Yeah, that's amazing. That's yeah, great to have. It is great to have. Mm-hmm. And it's just another arrow in the quiver, if you will, when yeah. it comes to we helping lo- our clients. We actually have lots of great reports that help we do. with the retirement planning. We so, do. Yeah. You know, and one of the other things I was going to say is, you know, in the first uh, segment, you brought up the retirement income toolkit mm-hmm. that we offer. But I also want to tell people, you know, we do a lot of um, educational type things, you know, um, and, and it's not, there's no sales pitch in other words. And, and, you know, if you think that, okay, we have a lot of knowledge that could help you in your particular situation, fine, great. And that's what, that's why we do things too, is to, to bring that to you. You think that's a benefit or there's some information that is a benefit to you, then we'd be glad to sit down and talk to you. Right. Right. We're not a fit for everybody. And um, and we tell people that, mm-hmm. you know, hey, you know, you're doing everything great. You, you know, you don't need us. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, and But it, there are a lot of situations where we do help people and bring ideas and planning to uh, to and that they, they've never, never heard of. Yeah. We get know? that comment a lot that they go. No one's ever done this for me because, right. again, and it's a lot. It's a lot to go through. I think that's probably the misconception that I've learned the most is that if you work with a true financial planner, retirement planner, whatever they call themselves, is that they should be looking at the totality of your situation. So it should be everything, showing you income plans, showing you legacy planning, showing you tax planning, you know, providing you technology is huge these days that, you know, provide you an area to put your stuff and store your information and be able to access it when you need it. I I don't know. I've just been blown away with, you know, truly what you provide. So I've been impressed. Yes. Thank you. Thank that was you. my little commercial for you. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the other things that they can go to is there's a website that we created called the mycolorofmoney.org. Mm-hmm. Yep. www.mycolorofmoney.org. They Great can go there point. and they can get their color of money risk analysis score, mm-hmm. which basically says, hey, guys, uh, this is there's some 11 questions and it asks you how you feel about money and yeah. investing. What kind of investor you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it gives you a score to say, hey, here's a score. And this is the amount of money that you should, you know, allow to have in either safe money or in money that in assets that can go up and down in value. It's it's very top level, high level. Mm-hmm. It is uh, good information. It is. But, man, it gives you a great starting point and makes you really kind of reflect on what type of investor or planner you thought you were, you right, know, and, right. and then may change how you want to have all your investments. So, right. yeah. Okay, so um, I do have a few things to, to wrap up when it comes to the required minimum distribution oh, talk. You're, you're liking okay. these R&D I talks am, today. Well, yeah, know, there's a lot of things to <laughs> there it. Is, though, there is, there you know? is a lot to it, yep. So, and again, I'm in Ed Slot's Retirement Decisions Guide book um, that you can order on irahelp.com. Uh, it's a great website uh, that uh, Mr. Slot has available to anyone and everyone. Uh, but in his book, in that book, on page uh, 83, I think it's important to note too before you go into this topic yeah. that you've been through his training. Oh yeah, yeah, that you've learned a lot from him. He's, a, I mean, he's kind of yeah. known as the expert when it comes to IRAs, and, and he is really America's enjoyed. IRA expert, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. has a lot of programs like on PBS and those kinds of things. I've actually got my picture up on our wall. Yeah, with uh, him. with him. And, so you've uh, been through his training. I have. I got yeah. to meet him and listen to him speak, and whew, he is knowledgeable. He's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is good. Yep. I like uh, I like listening to him. Yep. So. Um, uh, so on page 83, it talks about this, and I get this question a lot. Mm-hmm. On my IRAs, I have a trust. Should I name the trust as the beneficiary on my IRAs? Uh. And this is this is what the book, I have my own thoughts, but I'm going to read what the book says here real quick. Um, advantages. Leaving your IRA or any other asset to a trust can be a good idea if you have an heir who is inexperienced in managing large amounts of money, is likely to squander the inheritance, or has financial concerns. So here gives an example. Suppose Edna's son, Greg, 
bets, and loses heavily on ball games, while her daughter, Heather, is a doctor exposed to a malpractice judgment. With a trust beneficiary, the IRA funds will be safer than if they had been left outright to Edna's children. Okay, so that's kind of mm-hmm. the advantage section. So you understand that. The drawback is a, any trust involves time and money to create and administer. So that's number one. Number mm-hmm. two is a trust that is named as beneficiary of an IRA may be able to take required minimum distributions over an extended time period, extending tax deferral. But, and here's the big, this mm-hmm. is why I wanted to read this, but that will be the case only if the trust meets several criteria set out by the tax code. Okay. Oh, okay. That's what I really was getting to at this So this, this is where section. it gets complicated? This is where it gets complicated. <clears throat> you may lose the ability, the beneficiaries would, to stretch that money over their lifetime if you name a trust as a beneficiary. Oh, okay. So the stretch IRA option may be out is what you're saying. Okay. But it doesn't have to be, but the trust has to meet several criteria set up by the tax code. Okay. And it kind of goes on. I'm not going to get into too much of this detail. Talk to your, you know, financial advisor, talk to us, talk to your attorney. You know, there's lots of people you can talk to about this, but assuming the trust qualifies as a look through trust requirement interest based on life expectancy of the oldest trust beneficiary, Generally, the trust beneficiary would not be able to split the inherited IRA and take required distribution, minimum distributions based on their own life expectancy. Okay. It's based on okay. the oldest child. So Oldest child. Again, there's just, you know, and, and actually there's a section, the next section, it says, Ed Slot's advice on this topic, don't name a trust as your IRA beneficiary because you think it offers tax benefits. It doesn't. Mm. Okay, it doesn't. Do you think people just get so, it's easy to say, I'm just going to put the trust on everything? Do you think that's what's happening? Yes, yeah. correct. Because, yeah. you know, you just kind of hear as a blanket yep. statement that and if I've you do that. And I've had conversations with my clients, attorneys, mm-hmm. and, and uh, lawyers to help them understand how this all works. Right. And again, it's just bringing education to some of these other professionals. Right. Just know. to understand that that may not be the right way. But yeah. I, it, yeah, that was great. I just learned a lot because I I hear that a lot. Just in general right. conversation, just name your trust for everything. So there we go. And that doesn't work for an IRA. That's exactly yeah. right. Got it. Okay. Okay. Well, it could work. Well, it could work, yeah. But, you know, it's just a lot of times it's easier not to. Anyway, okay, so let me go back to one point that I made earlier in last segment, which is on a required minimum distribution, if you lose it, if you if you don't take your required minimum distribution by the end of the year, 1231. So you miss it. In the year, yeah, you, let's say you miss it. Okay. And you have this 50% penalty. So if you're supposed to take out five grand, $2,500 penalty for not taking it out. I mean, that's just crazy. Wow, yeah. Okay, but here's something I wanted to bring up. And, and it's something to help people potentially. Making up, and this is again on page 85 of the Retirement Decisions Guide by Ed Slot, making up missed required minimum distributions. Bef- there is a form that you can file to try to waive the 50% penalty, and it's called Form 5329. Okay. Okay. You fill that form out. You give a dissertation, basically, as to why <laughs> why it, you missed it. Why you missed it? Okay. Okay. And the IRS may allow you to forego that waiver, or excuse me, to forego that fifty percent penalty. So that I tell you what, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I wonder difficult. how many times those are approved. Because you want to know how important that waiver of that penalty is to an IRS examiner. Mm-hmm. It's like. If there's a back burner to a back burner to a back burner, <laughs> yeah. then that's where it's at. So you probably have to have truly ex- extreme situations. Yeah. To have them Extenuating circumstances as to why you didn't meet that, yeah. I would think. Truly. You would, again, okay. I was joking, but not really when I said writing a dissertation mm-hmm. as to what happened, why it happened, all that stuff, along with that Form 5329. So there is a possibility to get that waived, but man, it is very, very difficult. Something severe needed to have happened. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so that is it. Are you really done with RMDs? Minimum distribution. I don't know if I believe it. I have a feeling it's going to sneak back into the last segment. No, it's not going to sneak in. I promise (laughs) you, it won't. Okay. 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 All right. But speaking of next segment, Uh it's next. Okay. We we've we've got a break now for this segment, Uh, but stay tuned to our next segment because you're listening to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. There was a time when quality service was epitomized by face-to-face, personalized attention. But technology has changed the world dramatically. That is why we at Innovative Financial Solutions have the Generational Vault, which allows you to consolidate your financial life into one place where you can organize, manage, and track your accounts. Upload important information and view your financial information. To learn more about this virtual safe deposit box, visit theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573 573- 573 
332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. Okay, welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. All right, you're getting better at that. I am, I am. Yeah, Got you it. just cue you right up on that deal. So <laughs> Got it. it's like pitching a slow pitch softball. Aye. All right, so this is our last segment for this week's show. Every Saturday morning, you can join us right here on KZIM, KSIM, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. And also, you can download the app, KZIM, KSIM app, and you can listen live through your phone as well. Mm-hmm. How fancy is that? We're fancy. I know. So, uh, and then also you can go to our website, theinnovativeteam.com, and you can check us out there. Uh, click on the radio show icon, and uh, you can listen to past episodes mm-hmm. if you'd like. We got some good ones. We've got some good ones in there. This week we've been all about required minimum distribution. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, a key component for people's retirement is and their retirement savings is an IRA, you know, and a Roth IRA. Uh, or, or a 401k that you rolled over to an IRA. And so it's very important to understand not only now, you know, everybody wants to hear and talk about the now, but we need to plan for the future as well. And mm-hmm. some of these distributions, and when you reach uh, 70 and a half is when the government says, okay, you're required and to take a mandatory distribution. And so uh, this show has been almost exclusively about the required minimum distributions and all the different ways that uh, it can impact your situation. So... Uh, but we're going to move on from that. We've done basically 40 minutes or so. <laughs> uh, of uh, Pretty passionate about it. And there's yeah. a lot of ins and outs to it. So I think it was all good information. There is. And there is. And it's it's not just relative to people that are 70 and a half. Again, mm-hmm. there's some planning that can go on in your 60s that would help you uh, mitigate some taxes possibly uh, when you reach 70. Mm-hmm. So. Agreed. All right, so uh, we're sticking with Ed Slot's Retirement Decision Guide. Again, uh, Ed Slot is known as America's IRA expert. I uh, went through his training a few years ago. Uh, I've also uh, had a chance to hear him speak mm-hmm. as well as you did. I did. He was at great. At our last conference that we went to a few months ago. Uh, and so he wrote a book called uh, Ed Slot's Retirement Decision Guide that you can get at irahelp.com, and um, uh, you can purchase this book. It's 125 ways to save and stretch your wealth. Who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, but sp- specifically, we're on page 48, and it talks about in retirement, can you afford to retire is the question. Mm-hmm. I think it's a big question for almost everybody. Exactly. And that's why people come see us. Can mm-hmm. I retire, and will I run out of money? Right. And, you know, those and maintain the- your lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Which is a 40, can I afford to retire? Right. And so uh, that's a big decision that you need to uh, make uh, as you get closer to your 60s. You know, 62 is the earliest date that that people can collect Social Security. And so a lot of times uh, on their own benefit, by the way. uh, And so a lot of times people associate retirement with a few different ages, 62 being one of them. And can you afford to take your benefit at age 62 and still make all of your savings last um, the rest of your life? And that's that's the big question. If you retire at 66 then, for example, or 67 uh, for full retirement age, again, the question is, can you make it work? And so a lot of times prior to 65, though, they're looking at the biggest expense is going to be their Medicare, mm-hmm. you know, or excuse me, their medical cost and the insurance cost associated with that prior to reaching age 65. Right. That is the number one preventer of people retiring prior to 65. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. Well, we've talked about it in previous shows and <clears throat> how much health care costs, um, even with Medicare, you know, that you can plan to have to pay out of pocket. You know, it was a quarter of a million dollars. But, you know, that's still a huge savings for a lot of people, though, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's not uncommon. We had somebody a couple weeks ago um, uh, in our office, and they were saying that, they're just not sure if they can retire because their monthly premium was twelve hundred dollars per month for one person. Well, we've looked at it. We've been there with yeah. five thousand dollar deductible. Right. Okay. So now we're talking about you know fifteen. We're talking almost twenty thousand dollars per year if you include the deductible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. So if you look at that compared to then, you know, a hundred and fifty dollar, a hundred and uh, $36 plus then you get a, a supplement. So, I mean, you're, you're all in for like $350. Mm-hmm. That's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Plus you don't have that big deductible if you go with some certain, you know, supplement plans. So 
you know, it can be a huge savings. Can you afford to retire? And that's that's the main question mm-hmm. I would ask is, what are you going to do for health care? Right. Okay. And so from there then, it's a simple, you know, math equations, right, as far as trying to figure out will it be there. And we do that through a report called the Compass Report. It mm-hmm. lays out the rest of your life and, you know, you can get the, the parallel there with Compass and, you right. know. Directions. Able, right, directions. <laughs> right. Um, and so... Uh, the Compass Report really lays out the rest of your life financially. And and so just so you all know out there, if you're listening, you can get this Compass Report from us uh, with visiting us and giving mm-hmm. us some information. Obviously, we have to have information to, uh, to input. run it. Yeah, exactly. And and then it can lay out the rest of your life. And we do that for everyone. Yeah, along with a lot of other reports that I think are just fabulous. Um, you know, when you do the Social Security Maximization Report, Right. The legacy planning report, you know, I mean, all those reports are just wonderful to show truly your entire retirement picture. And so that's a good point, actually, because the Social Security maximization report Mm -hmm. is the first report we ever do for people just to say, okay, how do we maximize how much you and your spouse will collect over your lifetime? And it's not uncommon for a married couple to see, you know, if they've had decent earnings over their career, you know, a million dollars total between Mm -hmm. the two of them. Right. I mean, that's a big decision. That's a huge decision. And when you make that decision, you're stuck with it. So you got to make sure you make the right decision first. So we do that. Mm-hmm. Then we move into the uh, compass, which then, you know, uh, lays out the rest of their life financially again. Well, so. I think since you're kind of mentioning the reports, I, I kind of want to mention our retirement income toolkit that we offer complimentary again. I know I, we mentioned it earlier in the show, but if you're interested and want to find out a little bit more of like some of the things that we offer and just get some general retirement information, uh, the retirement income toolkit is a great start. And it's complimentary. So you can go to our website at theinnovativeteam.com, theinnovativeteam.com, and click on our picture. You'll see us there and it'll say find out more and you can download that retirement income toolkit. And it has a couple um, informational articles that we've kind of been talking about. So social security planning is on there, tax planning. Now those are not customized individually to you, but it does give you an idea of some of the services that we can provide and the information that Brock has. So moving on to uh, some questions that you should be asking if you're thinking about retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 when I say thinking about retiring, everybody should be thinking about when they're going to retire, right? I mean, let's lay out a plan, even if it's 30, 40 years from now. Correct. There's a, um, but there's some pre-retirement advisor questions that people should be asking their advisor. Here's, here, here's some list of them. Um, how much will I need to live on each year? Uh, what sources will fund this amount? Which assets should I turn on first if I'm at least age 59 and a half? Mm -hmm. Because remember, that's the key age for IRA distributions without the 10% federal tax penalty. Number four is how can I increase investment income? Number five, how much emergency cash should should I set aside? Number six, what debts should I pay off before retirement? I got an answer. All of them. All of them. That's right. No debt. Yes. No debt going into retirement. so much easier. Yeah. So much easier. Uh, number seven, should I roll my 401k into my IRA? Number eight, should I convert all or part of my traditional IRA into a Roth IRA? A couple more here. How uh, can I make sure my life insurance policy is on schedule to pay off? Mm. And then number 10, do I need long-term care insurance? So this, these are great questions. Those are very good questions, yeah. Um, and by the way, we have a client questionnaire that we ha- everybody has to fill out before they come see me because mm-hmm. I don't want to waste anybody's time and I don't want to waste my time. Client questionnaire goes through all these questions. It does. I was going to say, we ask all those questions. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, I think what I've learned a lot from this show is that, gosh, there are a lot of ages that you need to make sure you don't miss right. <laughs> when you're getting ready for retirement. I mean, we've, we've talked about 59 and a half. We've talked about 62, we've talked about 65, we've talked about 66, 67, and 70, and 70 and a half. Yep, yep, Woo. that's exactly right. Wow, right? you're Did I miss, learning, I am, way. I am learning. You're I am getting, learning a lot from this show. So, yeah. But think of all those ages, and if you don't know what happens at all of those marks that I just mentioned, <laughs> you probably need to come get some help. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So give us a call, 332-7855, if you want more information about any of the things that we talk about in the show, or you can give us an email, or shoot us an email at theretirementplaybook at gmail.com. We got a few minutes left, and I just okay. want to talk about this real quick here, which is um, it's on page 49 of this book. Again, Ed Slot's Retirement Decision Guide. Number 74, watch those nest egg raids. Retirees who fear running out of assets in retirement frequently wonder how much they can safely withdraw their, from their savings annually to fund their lifestyle. There's a, there's a rule in our business called the 4% rule, okay, which basically says, hey, 
if you don't want to have the risk of running out of money, don't withdraw more than 4%. Mm, so you got okay. a million bucks, you shouldn't withdraw more than $40,000. That's what the rule says, okay? And it's a good general rule, but mm-hmm. to, I mean, obviously it's like any general rule. Right, it's you not the end all be it's all. It's not the end all be all, but yeah. it's a good starting point, okay? But talking about the nesting rage, you know, a lot of times what I've seen from folks is, is uh, like for example, uh, pe- people that retire from Procter & Gamble here locally, they, they just sometimes don't understand how much they need to take out per year. And they have a very unique situation because a lot of times they retire with company stock. Mm-hmm. And so what do we do with this company stock? It's this big animal. What do we, there's so many different things you can do. Net unrealized appreciation, which allows them to take company stock outside of a 401k, put it into a non-qualified plan and just pay taxes on the basis of, mm. you know, so you pay ordinary income on the basis of that stock. And, and so that's something that could be hugely beneficial. Uh, 72T, setting up early on-time distributions, equally substantial series of payments, basically, is what that is. And it's basically allowing them to tap into their IRA or qualified funds prior to age 59 and a half and not be subject to the 10% federal penalty. Oh, wow. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So that's called a 72T. So there's lots of things that you can do um, with, with plans like that, but it's very important to not only it, it, it's it's very it can be a lot more advanced and more complicated planning involved with with p- folks like that versus just your ordinary people that have a regular mm-hmm. 401k mm-hmm. that are rolling over but yeah we're very experienced in this absolutely and so you know that's one of the things that if you're working if you've retired from Procter and Gamble and you don't know about these things you need to mm-hmm. and you might be able to still help yourself with some of these things so give us a call three three two seven eight five five all right folks that is it for this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. Shoot us an email, give us some feedback, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a great week. You've been listening to The Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. Thank you for listening to The Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock and Danielle Alspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa, Danielle Alspa, and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.